host Amanda, and this is the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things. And today I actually have a wine drinker talking to me. I'm so excited. Um, This is Amber, a friend from, God, high school. Long time. I don't even know how long ago that was. Um, And we actually weren't really good friends in high school, but we're friends Uh now. So I like that. Um, So we go far back, but not really far. I don't know. It's weird. I'm just going to say we go far back because it's more fun. So hi. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm great. I'm excited. Um, Me too. We've both had a fairly busy Saturday. So now we can just chill and, and talk about whatever. Yes. I like that. I do too. It's always a good time. Um, so this is like our first time talking in a very long time. We chat oh, on Facebook a, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we've been more like just Facebook friends than anything else, but mm-hmm. it also is still nice just to have the connection of going back so far, even if it's like, we weren't really good friends back then. It's still nice to have right. kind of a, a little bit of a history. Um, yeah. We had lots of mutual friends, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually going to be talking to a couple of other people soon. Um, nice. Beth uh, Hull, daughtery, okay. mm-hmm. and then Dustin Potter. Um, we're going to oh, okay. talk. We're going to talk about um, the Oklahoma City bombing, and then I don't know if you know, but Dustin works at the memorial, and so he's going to talk about that a little bit. And I think that'll nice. be fun. That Wanted to do a nice little tribute. I like that. Yeah, memorial type thing. <laughs> Um, well, Beth and I were like, we're going to talk about our top five favorite things about Oklahoma city. And neither one of us have lived there. And I think for her, it's been over 10 years for me. It's almost eight. So like, maybe we need someone with a little bit of a better pulse on the city now, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how much changes there actually. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it's changed quite a bit. Um, I mean, pre COVID, I feel like there's a lot more to do now. I yeah. feel like it's not exactly the same, you know, but that's everywhere. There is definitely a lot more to do. Like all the things that Texas has, it seems like Oklahoma is getting, which I think is pretty cool. Like I remember when Oklahoma City got a Genghis girl, how excited I was because I had been <laughs> coming to it down here. I'm like, it's so good. Right. Yeah. I mean, but everything Oklahoma City gets is small. Like if we get Cheesecake Factory, it's like the smallest Cheesecake Factory in the U.S. <laughs> So how's, then you how's have, the top golf? Is it small or is it like the other top golfs? I have not been to that one. There's a long story as to why I have oh <laughs> have not been there, but I have been to the one in Austin. Okay. Um yeah, and it was fun. I liked it. Um yeah, so like there's this guy that wanted to date and he was opening up the one here. And oh. for some reason it turned me off so badly that I just didn't want to go. So oh. Yeah, I went in okay. Texas. <laughs> just weird, weird life stories. <laughs> yeah, hey, whatever. That's fine. I, I feel like Top Golf probably has to be the same across the board, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you never really know. So, True. Well, what uh, what are you drinking? I am drinking Layer Cake um, Malbec mm. Mendoza Argentina. That's a good one. I like it. The Argentina wines are always my favorite. I know. I, I was really surprised. I don't know. I don't know why. I just didn't know Argentina wine would be like the, my favorite. Have you never had it before? Or it's just like, um, you know, you? I didn't, I didn't actually drink like a whole lot of wine until probably a few years ago. Um, and so like in my little, you know, Oklahoma mind, like I should be getting it from like Italy or maybe California. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. This is my little. Well, but a lot of it comes from those places and then you right. just buy it at the liquor store. <laughs> right. Right. Or Walgreens now. Actually, my stepmom and my dad told me, um, I was looking for wine and they were like, you know, Argentina wine's always good. Try mm-hmm. it Malbec. And I was like, okay, you know, and it, I actually like it. So I was pleasantly surprised. It's one of my favorites too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shiraz is also one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I like will say mm, when I moved to Texas, that was one of my favorite things was being able to buy wine oh, at I the know, grocery like store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the only yeah. thing that we're missing is the liquor in the grocery stores, like California. Mm-hmm. I think in New Mexico, too, you can also buy just alcohol, like at a Safeway or something. Yeah. <clears throat> when we went to um, California, we we stopped at a grocery store to get some stuff. And I was like, wow, there's just vodka sitting on the yeah, shelf in right? the grocery store. <laughs> like, How crazy. <laughs> I thought it was weird. I went to Arkansas. Um, this has been I mean, a waves back, but... At nighttime, went through a drive-thru, got, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what we got at the time. No, they didn't check an ID. You know, it's dark in the car. They didn't care. They just handed me my bottles of liquor. Nice. Went on my way. <laughs> I was Drive- like, this is very Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> drive-thru liquor stores are interesting. I think, right? I think they're pretty cool. Right. There, there's one close to my office, like a, it's like a beer barn. I don't think, I think, mm-hmm. I don't know if they have actual liquor. I've never been to it, but I'm like, let's just go check it out. Yeah. Right. Beer. There is, there is not a liquor store very close to my house. Like the closest one is at least 10 to 15 minutes away. I'm like, mm-hmm. at least have a Seven Eleven right across the street. <laughs> yeah. True. Better than nothing. Yeah. I'm <laughs> drinking Sauvignon Blanc um, nice. cupcake. Oh, I like that one. Mm-hmm. I do too. I so I used to only drink like sweet white wines when I first started, and then mm-hmm. I kind of learned how to drink reds, and they've always been my favorite. Um, but Sauvignon Blanc is the one white I can still drink and really enjoy. The rest are too sweet for me. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think I used to try to drink like white or rosé or something when I was younger, and I didn't really know. And you're buying like. Boone's Farm or something, right? <laughs> and I was just always like, "No, nah, wine's just no, nah, it's okay," you know. And then finally, I thought, you know what, I should probably try this. Everyone else is drinking it, so <laughs> <laughs> peer pressure <laughs> from my parents, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what's the matter with you? Didn't we raise you to be more refined? <laughs> well, they didn't drink until all the kids moved out. Nice. Like, I never, my dad, you know, I mean, they may get something at a restaurant or my dad may have like a beer here and there, but really we never saw them drink. Yeah. And so, so, you know, to see them drinking is just, it's interesting for me. (laughs) My my parents always did. So not like in a bad way, but Mm -hmm. my mom doesn't drink anymore, but it Mm -hmm. used to like every day she would have a screwdriver and my stepdad would have a jack and coke so that was just like their thing they never drank wine neither one of them drank wine but mm-hmm. it was just something I was used to as a like to me it just seemed normal because it wasn't right. it wasn't like on an alcoholic level it right, was just yeah. like hey this is what we're doing and now that's what I do and sometimes like I know my my in-laws get kind of pissy about that and I'm like like my sister I don't want you to drink in front of my kids I'm like okay well they're not my kids <laughs> right 
And I'm like, if, if it's your house, I'll respect that. But if you're at my house, at I'll, my do, house I'll do what I want. Yeah, that's where I would definitely draw the line. If you're at my house, I really don't care what you think. You can go home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't need your judgment. I don't, I don't care what you think. But that, exactly. that's a whole other. Right. We could just go down yeah. along. <laughs> I, I don't see her anymore anyway, so it's a moot point. But <laughs> Right. So, um, yeah, before I start going down that road, we're going to talk about one of my all-time favorite movies, easily in my top five. I don't know about you, but I know that we both love it, um, is the 1985 classic Clue. Um, for those of you who don't know, not trying to judge you, but also judging you a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, because Clue is spectacular. Um I didn't see it until I was an adult. So I didn't even know it existed when I was a kid. I think I saw it in college. Um, Okay. I saw it. um, I don't know really how old I was. I know I was at a sleepover and um, I thought it was really funny. And I think that based a lot of my humor. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I was so dark. (laughs) Hey, it's all right. I mean, it's not even bad, like, as an adult, you know, but to be, like, nine or ten and just cracking up at some of the things that I would laugh Mm -hmm. at, I feel like it kind of made me, (laughs) shaped me. It is definitely dark humor, and it, but it's not all dark either. It's it's very slapstick. It's very over the top, but then also witty and sometimes just straight deadpan like mm-hmm. Madeline Kahn oh my god her deadpan delivery of everything mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. blows me away um so we're gonna talk about our top five favorite I don't know quotes or scenes or whatever from Clue I think we'll I'm gonna do a quote but also embellish a little bit on the scene that's involved in it so okay I think that'll be that'll be fun um So just an overview in case there's anybody listening that doesn't know, Clue is a murder mystery comedy based on the board game. Um, So it's a a bunch of people at a mansion. They've all got the names. um, They're like pseudonyms. And basically the story is that they're all being blackmailed by one guy and that they all show up at this house and then madness ensues. I, I don't really know how else to describe it without giving it away but it is basically a whodunit um with three different endings which i think is amazing um i I guess i didn't play well in the theaters though i think i mean i don't know 85 we were still pretty little but i feel like if i saw a movie and then found out that somebody else saw the same movie and had a different it's like it's like when you go to mcdonald's and you try to get the beanie babies and you don't know which one you're gonna get yeah, that's true. I mean, if you, you know, if another friend saw it and you're like, wait, I thought it ended this way. But for me, um, the endings, like having to watch all three sometimes, so I'm just like, okay. Because I don't know <laughs> why they don't ever, I feel like nothing is ever um, closed, I guess, or like there's no closure on it. Exactly. Yeah, I think you just have to take each one as instead of looking at all of them like just pick one and say this is how it right ended. yeah because there's definitely closure in each one but yeah when you watch all of them it's like well what yeah all three <laughs> always come on and someone's just like okay well i don't know and i read that well yeah so on the dvd you get all of them but i think it'd be cool to see it in the theater and then you mm-hmm. go to go to school mm-hmm. and talk about it and you're like no that's not what happened 
Yeah, no, I think that would be great. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the critics were not a fan. But what do they know? Not um, a lot. Honestly. It didn't do very well, even though the cast is very, I mean, at the time, they're all comedy superstars for the most part. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of sad that it didn't do very well. But also now it's like this big cult classic. Everybody loves right, it. Right, right. Yeah, and that so, happens a lot, I feel like, with movies in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we did my husband and I, so we both love this movie so much. Um, and we were talking the other day to his best friend and Steven and then Jennifer, which Jennifer's been on the podcast. I don't know if you've if heard those, but they both hate Clue. And I was like, uh, friendship over. <laughs> Bye. You gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, nice knowing you. Right. <laughs> They're both like, it's so stupid. And I'm like, it's I could supposed s- to be. It's you know supposed I mean? it's, to be. It's not supposed to be serious. I mean, yeah. it's based off a board game. It's not. Right. I, I In guess the 80s. The, you know, the comedy's not for everybody. I guess I get that. but Right. To, to me, it's very intelligent because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you watch it, all of these comedy people are having to deliver the lines, time it perfectly, make it. Like, I just find it very interesting that they were able to pull it off the way they did because i feel like it could have been bad it's definitely one of those movies where i mean i've noticed i don't know over the past maybe 10 years people don't really pay attention to what they're watching Mm -hmm. so like if i'm an adult and i'm watching clue for the first time and i'm on my phone Mm -hmm. i'm probably not i think it's that funny i might look up and be like oh you know it's kind of stupid but People do that now with everything, I feel like. It's not just, oh, I know. you know, these type of movies. It's humor. I feel like they need to pay attention to maybe more why it's funny. I yeah. don't know. And humor has changed so much since the 80s. That's you know? true. And I think you have to watch it several times because I know for me, the first 10 times I saw it, I've, I've seen this movie probably close to 100 times. I'm not even exaggerating. Um I caught something new every single time. Mm-hmm. And even the, like a couple of months ago. So my husband and I turn it on like in the background for stuff mm-hmm. now. Because right. we've seen yeah, it so many too. times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, so we play Canasta because we're like 72 years old, but oh, fine. we turn it on a lot. Like we're playing Canasta. Okay. And I swear like a couple months ago it was on and I caught a line that I have never caught the entire time I've ever seen it. And I thought, you know, some movies can do that to you a few times, but this many years later, and I finally just caught a joke I never heard before. That's amazing. I saw something, um, I think last night, and I wrote it down that I had never really paid attention to. Like I had seen it, but it just didn't catch my attention and why I thought it was kind of interesting to watch. I don't know how to describe mm. it, but there's definitely a scene there that I'm going to bring up okay. later. Okay. Yeah, me too. I'll, I'll tell, I'll talk about the, the joke I caught, but um, so yeah. Um, let's okay. See. So what's your first one? I'm excited I, to hear. Okay. Uh, sorry. Real quick. I can't remember. Did I say this, that there was supposed to be a fourth ending? No, you didn't say okay, that. Sorry. I, so I read that recently. There was a fourth ending that they wrote but it never like nobody really knows exactly what it was supposed to be because it got scrapped. But oh, man, the I wish ru- I could see it. I know. Well, they didn't even film it. So, mm-hmm. but but the rumor is that it was Wadsworth poisoning everybody, which is interesting to me. But okay. 
I was like, man, I want it. I want to know. I know that would be good to know. Okay. Well, actually, I'm going to let you go first because you're the guest. So, okay. Well, thanks. (laughs) I appreciate it. Okay. So, my first scene that always catches my attention every single time is when Mrs. White walks in and Wadsworth takes off her coat and the music Mm -hmm. comes on and it's just all white on the inside. Yeah. And just something about that, just every single time it catches my attention. And I'm like, oh, that's why she's Mrs. White. Like the coat, the. Right. And her saying, but I have no idea why. Right, right. <laughs> See this white? I have no idea why. Exactly. And then the white is in her coat. Just something was, about that always catches my attention. It was really beautiful, too. Like, mm-hmm. I always wanted a coat like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's gorgeous. But I want the music to play when yeah. it opens. Yeah. <laughs> and I need a butler picking it off for me at the same time. I I think, yeah, exactly. I like the music because it's very nostalgic. The whole Glenn Miller is like, Mm -hmm. so I associate Glenn Miller with Stephen King movies because he Mm -hmm. uses it so much, but Clue is one of those ones I'm like, oh, Glenn Miller, that's cool. Right. That makes sense. I didn't think about that with Stephen King for some reason. It, it's in a few movies, like, um, a couple of the miniseries and then whatever, just for some reason, he even talks about it in books. He's just like. Uh, if he's a huge Glenn Miller fan or just, the, you know, the music is associated with a time period, like, I don't know, but nice. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. It's good music. But. Right. I agree. No, that, that is good. That part's really, it's very pretty. It's very like the white is stark compared to the room and like her all black mm-hmm. ensemble. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. Um. Okay. So I guess mine. So I'm go. We're going from least favorite to most favorite. So for me, I think one of the things that is so this is more like the slapstick comedy, which is a huge part of it, is that they show how difficult it is to pick up a dead body. <laughs> so <laughs> the part where they're trying to carry the cook into mm-hmm. the room and mm-hmm. put her on the couch movies never show that they act like serial killers can just pick up a body and throw it over their shoulder and it's like so easy but you see these four grown adults trying to pick up this woman and put her on the couch and they're like grunting and it's like I love that because it's funny like they're clearly trying to be funny but also I feel like it's realistic like mm-hmm. do you know that how hard sense. it is to definitely lift dead weight like it's not easy um so I like, yeah, I like well, that humor. Toddlers are heavy, so I can't even imagine picking up. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that cook wasn't a very slim person anyway. No, she wasn't. So, <laughs> I mean, exactly. it, not that, you know, nothing bad towards her, but she definitely no, was a just, robust woman. So made it yeah, more difficult. And a lot of the female uh, leads, you know, are small. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't look like they really worked out. <laughs> I I read that um Leslie and Warren, Miss Scarlet, that mm-hmm. the corset they had on her under her dress was so tight she couldn't sit down. So like in between takes, people would be playing pool or sitting on the couch or whatever, and she would just be standing up against the wall because she could barely move in that dress. Oh like, wow. I feel bad for her, but she looks so pretty. hmm Yeah, I always wanted to be her. Yeah. Miss Scarlet's my favorite. Me too. I will say like it. Just real quick, the one thing I didn't like was that her dress was green because yeah, it should be it, red. Yeah. And her car was red, which I think is what they used. Because if you know, I don't know if you notice this, all of their cars 
match their the color of the color. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I that is one of my favorite things about the movie is just like a stupid comedy, but being for real about how hard it is to lift a, a dead body. Not that I know personally, but I'm guessing that looks more realistic. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it'd be more realistic. I wouldn't, I mean, this is off topic, but if you've ever tried to help someone who drank too much and try to get them to a couch or somewhere, it's, exactly. it's not easy. No, it's not. So, yeah. All right. Well, so what's your uh, number four? Um, my number four, my number two? Oh, four. Okay. We're going backwards. Yes. Sorry. Oh, did you start with your favorite one? No, I just okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Let's just okay. We're gonna go in a backwards sequential order just to keep some sort of structure. So there you go. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, the singing telegram when the power <laughs> goes out and you know someone opens the door and <laughs> she's girl. so freaking happy. She's like da 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 da, and then someone just shoots her, and for some reason so tragic but as a child that made me laugh so hard I I just cracked up and it just stayed with me as one of the funniest things I mean because obviously it's very fake you know I think I knew but um that's why I'm saying like I think it gave me some weird dark humor but I find that one of my definitely top five scenes yeah it it, it's just it's unexpected but it's not Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like and then the fact that it was Professor Plum's patient or something. Yeah. Like, oh, poor girl. She was a happy I am singing telegram. No, and it just, just dies. Poor girl. <laughs> yeah, it was Peacock when she's like, whoever that is better go away or they're going to be killed. Right. <laughs> like, she wasn't kidding. Um, you're right, though, because, like, I know my daughter, if she would actually watch Clue, she won't give it a chance because, you know. If I say it's cool, that means it's not. Oh, wow. But I know that she would laugh at that. Like, I could just totally picture her watching that and just dying because it's Mm -hmm. just so stupid and funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I totally, totally Mm -hmm. get it. Um, This one. Oh. Is that a baby? (laughs) Yes. (gasps) Okay. Sorry. That's okay. I have little babies. Um, that was reminding me of another part, like, which didn't like totally make my list, but just another going on with like the humor that is, this is more like the dry, quick humor where the part where Colonel Mustard walks into one, I, I don't know the, whichever room it is, the library maybe. And Mrs. Peacock's like, everything okay? And he's like, yep, two corpses, everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. I think I wrote that down somewhere around here. That delivery is just spectacular. Okay. Well, in case that you were going to talk about it, I won't. I won't no, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, so let me see. So most of mine are going to involve Mrs. White because Madeline Kahn is just, oh, God, she's so amazing. Um, but actually, okay, so this one is one of my favorites. The part where they're all revealing or Wadsworth is revealing why they're being blackmailed. So there's a few different things in there, obviously, that are really funny, but I love Miss Scarlet because she's just so, she has no fucks to give about anything. Right. She owns <laughs> what she did. She's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, you're, you're all being blackmailed for something you didn't do. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, not me. 
Like, what? Mm-hmm. You're not being blackmailed? Oh, yeah, I'm being blackmailed, but I did what I'm being blackmailed for. <laughs> oh, I love that. And she runs, like, this underground brothel, and she's just not even ashamed about it. She's just like, hey. I think she's and like... she a- admits how she knows Colonel Mustard. <laughs> Is that true? Tell him it's not true. That's not true. Is that true? No, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's that kind of stuff. Like, you have to pay attention, and if you yes, do, exactly, so funny. Mm-hmm. But if you're not paying attention, you're just like, okay, that was stupid. Right. Yeah, I agree. This movie is very intelligent humor sometimes, and maybe some people just aren't that smart. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely love her her just ownership of her because back then and what was it 1963, I think it says it is, that's dirty business. Like that's not something that you want anybody to know about except for clientele. Like you don't want the cops to know, you don't want anybody to know and she's just like meh whatever yeah she's very proud of it i like it yeah i love her okay i know i've always loved her she's just i don't know i just want to be like her because <laughs> i'm not maybe run a brothel <laughs> maybe not that part but i'd i'd be skinny like her and wear her clothes and be beautiful that'd be okay right and stand against the wall and not be able to sit down it'd be fun <laughs> <laughs> if i could fit into that dress i'll stand wherever i have to stand just prop me up in a corner Yep. Well, it said, too, that they had some kind of, I can't remember what it was called, but it's some special kind of board that stands up and you can lean against it so that it's not super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what they called it. And she's like, it wasn't uncomfortable, but I definitely was jealous of the people sitting down and playing pool and whatever. Right. I can see that. It's it's not painless to be pretty, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing about her outfit, I... Every time I watch it, I hold my breath because I feel like her boobs are going to pop out. Oh, really? Like, do you not feel like that dress is just barely covering her nipples? Like, she makes oh, one yeah, wrong move. True. I think it looked great. Like, it wasn't. Right. I think I'm just always so distracted by Yvette's boobs. I'm like, dang, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I mean, Scarlet's, they're not over the top, but it was just the way the dress. Yes, yeah, it is I very. Also- yeah, you can tell that they're going to pop out. Yeah, that definitely stole the show with that. <laughs> Off topic, but I remember being at a birthday party and one of my friends turns and looks at me and said, dang, Amber, her jigglers are better or bigger than yours. And I was like, yeah, they are bigger than mine, but probably not now. But at the time, <laughs> thanks for pointing that out, I guess. <laughs> it was very odd. Yes, that, that always stands out every time I see that I hear her words saying that. Like from seventh grade in my head. It was seventh grade sleepover. Well, I I would hope in seventh grade that you didn't have bigger boobs than a grown adult woman. Than event. (laughs) Whose were clearly being propped up in like school. That would be something. Yeah. (laughs) In college, um, a guy I was dating had a friend who was a who was a manager at a Hooters. And he told me this secret, and I don't know if this is still true, but in order to, I mean, obviously they're all beautiful. They have, you know, big boobs, all that stuff. But he said that they made them get all of their clothes a size small. So mm-hmm. like your bra was a size smaller than it was supposed to be. Your tops and your shorts, like everything was a size smaller so that it pushed everything up. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. <laughs> you do what you got to do to pay your way through school or whatever it is. But right, we tried wearing <laughs> a, a too small bra. It's- bra not fun for like eight hours that's not cool right 
And it gives you that little fourth boob. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Happening. I mean, I, I see, I see the appeal and I see how it would push them up more. Cause I've, I've had that happen, but still I'm like, yeah, that's why they work there and we don't. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's why. Uh, okay. So let's move on. Um, Sorry. I, bet I was like, way off no, topic. I bet we're going to talk about Yvette's boobs again. Cause I have a comment about her, but. Uh. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. So number three, what do you have? Um, I feel like my list is. Like, I shouldn't have been drinking margaritas and making this list, so I'm trying to (laughs) figure out where I am at. Okay, so I'm just going to go with um, when Wadsworth reenacts, like, the whole night. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Like, he even screams, like, Miss Peacock. He slaps, (laughs) like, Mr. Green. And he, like, imitates everyone perfectly. And he does it so quickly. Like, just, I don't I love that part. Yeah, Tim Curry nailed that. It it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. One of my favorite parts from that is when he's he's like, I know because I was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he he did a great. I mean, Tim Curry just is the tits. He's amazing. Um, yes, I uh, like him a lot. And that part was very fast paced. It was another thing, um, where you had to pay attention. Yes, exactly. But then you also have to go back and watch it again, like each of the endings, because you catch when he's like, well, we were in such and such room and -and so-and-so wasn't there. So then when you go back and watch it, you have to be like, was that person really not there? And they weren't. Right. Or at least you didn't see them. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't think about it. Yeah. He did amazing there. He did. And there's just something about, you know, like you're saying, if you don't pay attention, like I've watched it so many times, like you said, I have it in the background a lot. And you just hear the music and you just hear him running around, you know, but if Mm -hmm. you're actually paying attention, you realize that he has done, you know, like every character's voice, their mannerisms, Mm -hmm. he does it all super fast. I just, I like it. It, I don't know how he did that because it, yeah, you're right. It was very fast and perfect. I love Mm -hmm. the way he, he um, imitates Mr. Green. I had to stop her from screaming. such a good job i love that part i do too mr green slaps her like i had to stop her from screaming (laughs) and then they're and they're like maybe it was poison and they all come she's holding her face on the couch and they all come and look at her like waiting for her to die (laughs) (laughs) oh so funny that's so funny Mrs. Peacock reminds me of one of my grandmothers like okay uh, not like obviously a little bit of a younger version, but her mannerisms and kind of like the way she talks reminds me of my dad's mom. And so every time I watch it, I always kind of feel like a soft spot for that. Cause I'm like, it just something about her, like her facial expressions and like the way she says things reminds me of my grandma. It's so funny. That's cute. Uh, Yeah. She's hilarious too. Um, And so actually then my next one is about her um, where they're trying to decide about, how to what is exactly happening they're trying to figure out like what they're going to do to find out who the killer is and uh, oh they're talking about drawing the the sticks or the straws or whatever mm-hmm. and um she's like if we go off in pairs what if one of them's the killer and then they're like well then we'll know who did it and she's <laughs> like yeah but the other half of the pair will be dead <laughs> and oh, he goes this is my favorite this is war peacock <laughs> 
<laughs> could not make an omelet without breaking some eggs. Every cook will tell you that. <laughs> that was great. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look what happened to the cook. <laughs> I love that part so much. I so that is something I say. My husband and I both say all the time, like just randomly, like this is war, peacock. Like when we're trying to Do like something. make a bold point, like, mm-hmm. and it makes no sense that. to other people, but be like why are you doing that this is war peacock <laughs> i used to randomly um just be like da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. that was honestly that's that should have been my top one i think because i keep cracking up about it but yeah <laughs> <laughs> one part is really funny i think that's another thing about this movie is it is so quotable like there's just so many one-liners that are you know, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. And and sometimes they're like quick humor and like in your face humor. And then sometimes it's really subtle humor. So if you <laughs> don't catch it, you won't even know. Like, yeah. Which I love. Um, what was it? So real quick, I was just going to say the part that I caught the other day. Um, Cause mm-hmm. I don't really know where to fit this in, but it's a quick thing. Uh, so it's when they all come back to the library and Mr. Body is gone. And they're all kind of like, well, I thought he was dead and blah, blah, blah. And um, Mrs. White is like, well, we should have made sure he was dead. Um, and, and somebody says, how? Peacock. And Mrs. Peacock, by cutting off his head, I suppose. <laughs> I never caught that line You before. didn't? No, I don't know. I listened how. to that. I like listened for it. And then Mrs. White's like, well, that was uncalled for. <laughs> that honestly is probably one of the funniest things in the movie that I never ever caught and I don't know how oh my gosh that's like one of my scenes that I actually like look for I'm like okay here it comes (laughs) by cutting off his head I suppose (laughs) (laughs) I died I was like what did she say and I rewound it it's just Um, yeah so good one I'll do my scene that I hadn't ever really paid attention to and probably most people don't because I pay attention to really just obscure things. But when they lock the cop in the library and he's on the, he answers the phone. <laughs> like he doesn't just let it ring. I know. Look who does that. <laughs> he answers the phone, which is already weird enough, right? While he's locked in the library um, and he answers it and he has like an attitude with the person on the phone. Yeah. He's like, well, well, who should I say is calling? <laughs> I know. Like, he's so put out. <laughs> I never paid attention to that part. Like, I had seen it. You know what I mean? But right. I don't think I'd ever really looked at his face and, like, the way he said that. Like, I don't think I ever put it together. But yeah. it was like, he was offended that someone <laughs> called and, like, we're busy, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, why are you answering the phone in the first place? Yeah, or you he, could have just been like, "Can you help me?" Like, right. I'm locked in the library. Like, I'm I'm locked in a I'm room. So Can you happy help me you out? called. <laughs> well, who should I say is calling? <laughs> I know he is so offended. Like, who should I say is calling? That part was kind of weird to me because I, didn't, like you said, I didn't really understand why he answered the phone, and then two, why he was so annoyed by whoever was on the phone. I think it's probably just supposed to be funny, and it took me like yeah. years upon years to yeah. catch it. <laughs> Yeah, and so another joke that I never would have caught as a kid, but obviously as adults we get it, was mm-hmm. like, 
J. Edgar Hoover? Why is J. Edgar Hoover on your oh, phone? Yeah. He's like, well, he's on everyone else's. Why shouldn't he be on mine? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it took me. Well, I think I caught it in high school because I remember learning about it. Right. But um, like, that's really funny. Mm-hmm. Like, that always makes me laugh, too. Is the FBI in the business of cleaning up other people's messes? He's like, yeah. Why do you think it's run by a man called Hoover? Exactly. <laughs> Off topic, but I love that like British people and Australian people, or I don't know if it's a European thing or whatever, that they say called instead of named. Like, oh. have, you, have you ever noticed that? Maybe. Like, so how, how he says, why do you think it's run by a man called Hoover? Like we would say named. Instead of named Hoover, yeah. I see. And like Nicole Kidman does it in a lot of like some of her roles where she's playing her own accent or whatever. Like, I just think that's cool. I don't know. Huh. That's I don't random. think I've ever noticed that. I like, bet I you will now. I thought of it, you know, as being different. I guess I just did. So I was like, we don't say that, but I like it. It sounds classy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think um, my stepmom talks like that a little bit. So I don't think it ever really clicked. Oh, gotcha. They're just um, from the South, like the deep South. And I don't know. I was told I couldn't scratch myself in public. So maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like anywhere or just role. in inappropriate places? Anywhere. Interesting. Right. Yeah. They just had some interesting roles in the South. So. So, like, if your arm itched, you just had to deal with it? Yes, you just had to, like, sit there and just act Hmm. like it didn't itch. Mind over matter, I guess? I guess. If that's what you do in Georgia, I don't know. I don't know (laughs) what the hell they do in Georgia. You know what's weird? Again, this is totally off topic, but I... So, I always had this fear of, like... Because you know how crazy you get when something itches and you can't scratch it? Mm -hmm. I used to always have this fear fear that I would like get kidnapped and be tied up and I would have an itch so bad that I couldn't scratch that I would go insane that is crazy that is actually a fear you had yes I'm I'm a little bit crazy I don't even know how you got to that level (laughs) I I don't really either honestly that's great though that's a great fear you're like thinking really hard into (laughs) that one somehow one day it just popped into my head and I thought how how insane would it make you to not be able to i don't know scratch yeah i I'm, I'm i think i'd be way person. more worried about the freaking kidnapping i'm in <laughs> well that too actually my legitimate fear was that i would get kidnapped and die because i didn't have insulin that was my real oh, fear but okay. also see that makes sense yeah i think the other thing was just more of an irrational thing that yeah, would pop into my head and on like, some things onto it like <laughs> <laughs> some extra like fears. what if my back is itching and i'm tied up or like the other thing i would worry about is that because you always see this in movies people's mouths are taped well what if you're crying so hard that you can't breathe through your nose and then your mouth is taped what do you do just suffocate probably <sighs> you know you not want to be inside this brain it's not fun i thought mine had some crazy thoughts <laughs> Good to know. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's always somebody crazier, just saying. <laughs> that's okay. So where are we? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Sorry, I have like really bad allergies and I feel like the de- desire to cough, not desire. Well, yeah. Need. The need. Well, yes. if if you need to cough, just <laughs> cough and I'll cut it out. Okay. Because <laughs> it just I've been outside for like two days and it's just not I don't know. My nose is today. running, so yeah. 
Okay. <clears throat> That's the beauty of editing. It's all right. Okay, good. I think we're maybe on my number three. I think so. Okay. So this part always, it's a, it's another stupid thing, kind of like the telegram girl getting shot. It's just like, what the hell? But it makes you laugh. And it's when they're trying to like show the cop around and pretend like they're just having a party. <laughs> and Mrs. Yeah. White is making out with Mr. Body's corpse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I go into that in a little bit. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, I just, can you even imagine? Mm-mm. And she's just like going at it. Like, woo. Okay, girl. It makes you think that I mean, like her husband's both died. Like, that's true. I don't know. Who knows what was going on there? Well, that's true. Maybe that's her <laughs> thing. <laughs> Maybe that is her thing. <laughs> um, I have a whole section about the amazing things of Mrs. White and her nice. her quotes and her husband's and yes. she's, my, she's my favorite. So. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, then I won't say too much more. I'll let you talk about it too. So it's not exactly on the same thing, but it's very similar. So yeah, making out with a, a corpse is just like who. And then when they're behind the curtain and he's moving oh the God, dead yes. woman's arms and like, oh my God. That's that's one of the things I was going to talk about where Mrs. Peacock has her arms like rubbing on Colonel Mustard's back. Yes. But it's so gross to her. So she's mm-hmm. like, uh. <laughs> she's like making a sound. It's so and dark. I, and he but... has her eyes like propped open. Oh my God. Yes. Like, oh my God. What are you all doing? Like, it's so gross. But yeah. I mean, it, obviously, it's supposed to be funny. But like, if you took it seriously, it's like, right. oh my God, that's terrible. Just, yeah. And you guys are popping up a dead person. And that's very strange. Making out with a dead person. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, and same with Miss Scarlet, where she's like all over that guy, and he's got they're like trying to keep the bottle in his hand, and like, like he won't be driving anywhere. I can promise you that. We'll send him home in a car, a big black car. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't think I caught that one the first time, few times either. The big black car, like I yeah, because if you don't make that connection, you're just like, okay. I thought yeah. of it immediately. I remember catching that when I was really young and i was like dang they're gonna put him in a hearse i guess i guess <laughs> he won't be driving home tonight i can assure you of that <laughs> right right that was my number one that was my, oh. my one of my favorite favorite parts so that poor guy yeah i'm gonna go totally in the opposite order because that just that is so funny to me that she poured like alcohol on him stuck uh-huh. a hat on him uh popped him up and the cop comes in there and is just like, this man is drunk. And he's like, dead drunk. And Miss Scarlet's like, dead right. <laughs> dead right. And then the cop's like, you're not letting him drive home tonight, are you? And Mr. Peacock's like, no, we're going to get him a car. A long black car, you know. That whole scene, just for some reason, that cracks me up. And then the song that's playing, mm-hmm. um, all of it together. It's definitely so one of my favorite parts where... I love that. He's dead drunk. Dead right. Dead like, right. we're all just talking about death, and he is just dead right there. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That whole part is very, very funny. I I can never decide, because they're all funny in their own ways, who, mm-hmm. like, is gives the best, like, who has the best comedic timing. 
but I feel like probably if if I had to say, I would say Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, and Leslie Ann Warren. Like the three of them just have the best, like either dry oh, or just mm-hmm. like comedic, like the timing is just impeccable. Yeah, I know. I agree. Definitely. Those three are just, I mean, they, they all, do. everyone else is great, but there's something about their humor or the way they, the way that they do it, I guess is. Yeah. I can't think of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, I, th- I think for sure mm-hmm. Madeline Kahn is like, it's the whole, like, I keep using this word, but like deadpan, like she's just like, <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. you know, Leslie and Warren, it's more like she, you think she's not going to say stuff that's really smart or has more depth, but she always does. And it's like, it's so cute or just like whatever that you don't realize how, how smart it sounds. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. And Tim Curry is just Tim Curry. I mean, right. Tim Curry is Tim Curry. (laughs) Everything he does is epic. So, um, yeah. Okay. So then I guess we're to number two. Mm -hmm. So you go. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Okay. So I love when Mrs. White is talking about her husband and she's Mm -hmm. like, I don't think he liked me very much. He had threatened to kill me in public. And then Miss Scarlett is like, <laughs> why would he want to kill you in public? <laughs> I think and she I, meant he threatened the public to kill her. I always imagine this guy just being like, <laughs> I'm going to kill you in public. <laughs> no, it's just one of the other really funny things. And just for Miss Scarlett to take it like more, you know, literally. Yeah, literally. Uh, that was actually my number two as well. That is one of <laughs> my all-time favorite quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why would he want to kill you in public? <laughs> I think she meant he threatened in public to kill her. And she's just like, right. oh. <laughs> I just imagine like a husband and a wife fighting. <laughs> I will kill you in public one day. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> just wait for it. <laughs> this reminded me of Wadsworth. Whoever you are, just look out. <laughs> Right, <laughs> look out! Yeah, her that whole scene with with her and the, I, I don't think he likes me very much. And then mm-hmm. um, he was a stupidly optimistic man. I'm sure it came as a great shock to him when he died. <laughs> he died, yep. <laughs> and the illusionist, <laughs> he disappeared. Well, he was he wasn't very good. <laughs> he never reappeared. He wasn't a very good illusionist. <laughs> I like when she's like, his head had been cut off, and his. <laughs> You know, and then all the men cross their legs. Yes, that is um, that is funny. And at the end, when she's yelling at Waldo, she's like uh, something about if we're ever alone together. He's like, no man in their right mind would ever be in a room alone with you. Uh, those are great. I yeah. like all those. Yeah, that was actually the same one for me. That um, I that's another one. Probably my, that's probably my most quotable thing i ever say why would you want to kill you in public (laughs) (laughs) it is just so good so yeah um and i guess i mean i guess i could talk a little bit um because it's kind of the same one of um her talking about husbands when they're in the kitchen and uh colonel muster's like how many husbands have you had and she says minor other women's (laughs) yes exactly minor other women's (laughs) I love her so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, husbands should be like Kleenex, soft, strong, and disposable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
like no woman talked like that in the 60s i just love it like it's really a toss-up you know between scarlet and her Mm -hmm. Um, like if you could put them into one person yes like the perfect (laughs) perfect i think I think Scarlet is more out there about it, and Mrs. White's more subtle, like mm-hmm. like a Black Widow. Like I'll get you when you're not expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> right. How uh, was that one? How many husbands have you had? Mine or other women's? <laughs> I'm like, wait, how many of other women's husbands have you had? I, I need know, to know right? this. Tell us all the information. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm more intrigued. <laughs> and are they alive? Exactly, right? Like, how many husbands have you killed or have died under mysterious circumstances? All right, so I think our favorite part's probably also going to be in common, but what is your number one favorite part? My number one, sorry, that I put, um, let's see here. I feel really confused now. I drank like a lot of this wine. Let's see. Give me a second here. That's okay. <laughs> you have to like edit out, edit out this section here. That's fine. I'm not worried. Um, maybe I said them all. I think I labeled two as two different numbers, but they're the same one. So maybe I didn't even do five. I don't really know right now. Okay. Go ahead. You go ahead, and I'm going to look at my notes, and we'll go from there. If you left this part out, I'm going to be very disappointed in you, so I'm thinking you just haven't found it yet. But Okay. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me. This, this is obvious, I think, because a lot of people say it, but it really is my favorite. And again, it's Madeline Kahn being just fucking amazing, is when she's talking about Yvette. <laughs> Like, I hated her so much. Yes, flames. <laughs> flames, flames on the, the side, of, side my of my face. Okay, I do have that written down. I just think I put it in the wrong page. And I love that part even more because it was improvised. So, Oh, was it really? Yes. That's I, great. Not the whole scene, like she was supposed to talk about how much she hated Yvette, but her delivery and the whole flames on the side of my face heaving breathing heaving breaths all that was improvised and i just think that that speaks to her oh i love that Mm -hmm. her comedic ability yes and obviously she's really funny anyway she has a you know she's in young frankenstein and blazing saddles and i think her her humor delivery is kind of similar in all those but yeah, that just, my God, I die every time. I know. I do love that scene. I don't know why I didn't put it on the right side, but yeah. yes, I love that when she's like flames, flames, the <laughs> side of my face. They're all looking at her like she's crazy. <laughs> yes, yes I killed her. <laughs> I definitely, her so definitely one of my favorite scenes, completely. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, and again, yeah, I guess I love that it was improvised. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that was it. Um, as far as like, I mean, like my friend Casey said, there's only one good part in Clue, and it's from the beginning credits when they start to roll to the end credits when they start to roll. Mm-hmm. And he's so right. It's just, it's there's so too good. many to choose from. Yeah. Exactly. I can't say enough about how good the dialogue is in this movie. It's just, you definitely have to pay attention. Mm -hmm. 
but even if you don't like i think it's fun to be able to catch something different every time because it's so some of it's obvious and some of it's not so you could be paying more attention to one character and not even catch what somebody else said you know Mm -hmm. and uh and the physical comedy too i mean yeah when mr green is sitting on that table and it just crashes (laughs) he's so clumsy i love that um i love okay so being you know like nine or ten seeing colonel mustard going into the um this the lounge and um he pours himself whiskey and he's like, does anybody else want whiskey? And everyone's like, yes. And he just pours it over all of those glasses. No. Like I thought that that would be the coolest thing to do. You know? Just pour and, it all over the table. Yeah. You know, and I did it once as an adult and it really wasn't cool because I had to clean it up, but yeah, but I did it. So. <laughs> I always thought that was one of those things that, so I, until like around high school, my before high school years, I grew up very poor. So there was a few things in life that, and this actually came up when we just bought my, my new car or newish car it's used, but, um, there's certain things when you're poor that you look at that other people have and you're like, oh my God, that means you're rich. So like for me, the number one thing was you had stairs in your house. Like if you had a two-story house, you were rich. Or like if your car had a sunroof, which is what I told my husband, I'm like, this car has a sunroof. I really want it. I've never had a sunroof. And it's stupid. But when you're really poor, you just look at these stupid little things and be like, mm-hmm. and so every time I watch something where somebody had alcohol and a decanter in their house, I'd be like, okay, that means you're super duper rich. If you took the time to move your alcohol from the bottle it came in into a fancy decanter and then set up little glasses around it, like you're super bougie <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> I love that and so I was like I always I always wanted to do that too like not not necessarily like the spilling it everywhere which I thought was funny but I always thought someday I'm gonna be so classy that I'm gonna have alcohol in a decanter with these mm-hmm. fancy crystal glasses and I'm gonna be like hey can I pour you a drink <laughs> little did you know that you can go to Ross and get one for like 12 dollars exactly <laughs> Well, we have a fancy wine decanter, so that's all. We don't. Nice. I like that. And like my parents have a really fancy set of crystal. They don't ever use it. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. When we bought my car, I was kind of like, I don't know how to explain this to you. And I told him the same thing. When you're really poor, there's just certain things that you think would make you happy. And I realize that I sound shallow. Like I a hundred percent understand it. Like you don't have to tell me anybody listening. You don't have to tell me that I'm being shallow. I know, <laughs> but it would still no, bring me joy to have a sunroof from, in my car. Yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, when you eat spam and sometimes don't have electricity, you look at stuff like that. I don't know. Oh yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> So anyway, like I get it, but now that I'm in a place in my life where I have, you know, a decent lifestyle, a decanter and a sunroof, exactly. Like, you are bougie. Yes, like we have whiskey stones now. That's how classy we are. Nice. I'm yeah. happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, meanwhile, I'm the person preaching to everybody about it's not stuff that makes you happy; it's life and experiences. Meanwhile, I'm like, look at my sunroof. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you finally got it. You know what I mean? Like, you finally got it, so. Yeah. 
And I will say, now that I have a house with stairs, I'm kind of like, yeah. It's not all that, is it? It's actually nice, but when I'm like 70, I'm going to be like, I don't want this. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I've had lots of stairs before, and I'm just like, "Mm, I don't really know. Like, it's good. I mean, it has its benefits. It's just one of those status things. Like, from our, not necessarily now, but... I can just remember in the 80s, all those shows that you watch that people had stairs, the Mm -hmm. Cosby show, the Brady Bunch, like everybody growing pains. If you had stairs in your house, that meant that you were like a fancy family. (laughs) So, or at least I saw it that way. Fancy family. Fancy. Fancy family. I was going to tell you like, okay, so there's a part here that I wrote down. The part you don't like? No, this is just okay. a part that I thought was funny that I didn't ever really notice, I guess, the wording of it. So whenever they opened the door after the singing telegram died, mm-hmm. and Mr. Green says, six murders, and Wadsworth says, this is getting serious. <laughs> like, <laughs> six people oh. have died, and just now, like, it's serious. Now Not it's serious. Not the first one. One body we can handle. Two, we're cool. Three, six, though. I mean, that's... mm, Might want to start figuring this out. Two corpses. Everything's fine. Right. I love that part. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's it's very funny. It's like, this is getting serious. And Mr. Green has a lot of, like... He's obviously not, like, the star. Like, he's not the show stealer. But he does have a few, you know... Like when Yvette's like, I'm scared. Who will go with me? I will. I will. No, thank you. Right. (laughs) Uh, He says, I'm a homosexual. I feel no personal shame or guilt about this. And then at the end, he's like, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. That's the best part. I I will say. You had me faked out the whole time. For real. (laughs) Okay. Um, So my least favorite part real quick. Okay. Yes. I'm interested. Okay, so this has bothered me for years, and I always see it. But when um, Colonel Mustard and Miss Scarlet are in the billiard room, and Colonel Mustard picks up his pull stick, and Miss Scarlet instantly, like, freaks out and starts putting her arms out and backing up. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why that bothers me. Like, you really think he's just going to kill you right there and if so <laughs> that's like your biggest move like just to put your arms out and back up towards the billiard table yeah i, that, I guess that's kind of weird i don't really like that part and i just i think i thought about it more because we're going to talk about it you know but um yeah that's just well i, I think it's why. it's like the part where they're together and they're like by the are they by the bar and he picks up the big wrench and holds it above his head? Oh, and she's yes. Just like, and she thinks then again that he's going to kill her. And I'm like, like okay, what he would have already happening? killed you by now. He would have already killed you, I feel like. <laughs> so the thing that I don't like, and it's because I don't get the joke, I guess, mm-hmm. um, is also the part when they're, when she's talking about her husband's and with Colonel Mustard and, He's like, you lure men to trap like flies. And she says, flies are when men are most vulnerable. And he's like, what? <laughs> and she's like, what? But is that supposed to be funny? Or was she just like saying nonsense? Like, what do you mean flies are when men are most vulnerable? I don't get it. 
I mean, if she's like a black widow and she's a spider and she's luring them into her spider web, then they're like stuck there. So like they are flies, I guess. I guess. She also thinks they're Kleenex, so that's really... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I think about that one that much. I'm just like, huh, that's weird. (laughs) It bothers me because I don't get the joke. That makes sense, yeah. The rest of it's really funny, and flies are when men are most vulnerable. Huh? (laughs) The obvious obvious scene that I always think about is when uh, Colonel Mustard says he can't take any more scares (laughs) and the chandelier falls down. She really falls down like right behind him. And then I love Wadsworth when the cop comes in. He's like, you all seem very nervous. He's like, oh, yes, the chandelier fell down, nearly killed us. And he's like, this way. (laughs) And he just has a broom. Okay, so I like that part. When the cop, um, you know, he, what is it? Mr. Green takes him around everywhere. Mm -hmm. And he comes and finds Wadsworth. And he's like, you know, I've seen everything. And Wadsworth is like, see, I wrote it down somewhere. The cop and Wadsworth talk. And then um, he's like, like, everything's illegal going on here. He's like, this is America or it's a free country. And Wadsworth is like, I didn't know it was that free. Like, (laughs) there's just dead people around. (laughs) You guys are cool. It's not a big deal. (laughs) I didn't know it was that free. Yeah, I meant to, to say that. Yeah, I like that part. Oh, sorry. I had to yawn. Yes, that is really funny. (laughs) Oh, God, this movie is so good. It's just, there's so, yeah, there's just so much. I can't even, you, if you haven't seen it, you just have to watch it. We honestly haven't even ruined anything with all of this talk. Like, yeah, there's a whole lot more that people can watch. There's so, so much. Um, the thing that I'm getting pissed about is how long they've been talking about a remake and it still hasn't happened. I forgot that they were even talking about it. It's been so long. I know. I remember hearing about it like I feel like years ago now. I think it started in, it started in like 2016 and it mm-hmm. went around and then now it was supposed like as of 2018 it was supposed to be Ryan Reynolds and then Jason Bateman was going to direct it and now Jason Bateman's not involved anymore but Ryan Reynolds still is and there's just nothing. And I'm like... I really Ryan want Reynolds. I love his his humor, he's like so his funny. comedy. He is he's hilarious. Like besides mm-hmm. the fact that he's drop dead gorgeous, he is so funny. I think his personality, though, for me, it's very makes attractive. Him attractive. Yes, because I don't think he's typically like my type. But if he could talk to me like he does, you know, just make me laugh, you know. Yeah. Like, have you seen that meme where, like, one minute you're laughing and the next minute, like, your clothes are on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, do you follow him on Twitter? Is, no. He's no. so, like, obviously in his movies, he's funny, he's got good timing, but also a lot of that's just jokes might be written for him. But mm-hmm. he clearly is, like, a super funny guy anyway. If you follow him on Twitter, especially when him and his wife, like, Lively, when they, they like, go at each other on Twitter, it's so hilarious. Like... They it's just, a lot of his presentation, you know? Yeah, that's true. But my husband and I are like that. Like, obviously not as funny or as hot, but we give each other shit all the time. And, like, that's what mm-hmm. they do, too. So it's really cute. Oh, that is cute. I like that. Um, I love him and Just Friends. That's probably one of my favorite movies of his. So funny. I don't remember that. I know I've seen it. It's just been a long time. Um. It's the one where he's really fat in high school yes, and in love yes, with his yes, best yes. friend. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit is still adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched um, definitely maybe probably way too many times. I haven't seen I that a why. lot. It's it's cute. I haven't seen it a lot of times. I need to watch Just Friends again now. I wa- it's to me it's a Christmas movie, so I definitely watch it every Christmas. Oh, that's good. Um, I like that. And I love Anna Ferris in it. <laughs> that's another so there's a part and me and a girl at work, we we do this to each other all the time when we're trying to get each other's attention. So if you haven't seen it well, you won't remember, but he's at the bar and he's talking to his old friend Jamie or whatever and Anna Ferris is like the rock star or whatever and so she's at the door and she's like Chris and he's still talking and she's like Chris and he's still and she's like Chris and he turns around he's like I'm busy like yells at her really loud (laughs) Uh, if you watch it it's a lot funnier than what I just did but we we do that at work when somebody's like talking I'm like I'm busy (laughs) We do it at work all the time. It's fun. I love movie quotes. I know. Me too. I eighty percent of everything that comes out of my mouth is a movie quote. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> Me too. I feel like it used to be a lot more, but um, I still do it a lot. Yeah, I think that's just especially my husband and I. We both. I we much of our conversation uh, revolves around movie quotes or we throw them in there like there's just certain ones that we just always throw out there whenever something <laughs> happens so um like again from just friends anytime someone says like sorry or like forgiveness i want to start singing that song um where she's like forgiveness it's more than saying sorry <laughs> you have to watch it all right <laughs> anna ferris cracks me up she's she so does. she's funny she's so over the top especially in that movie but she's funny I always think of um, the hot chick oh. when I think of her. Uh, she's in that? I guess yeah. I, I always think of the house bunny or uh, scary movie. Yeah, scary movie too. But also, <laughs> like, what was it? Um, I was watching or not watching. I can't talk now. I was at a store yesterday and I heard someone yelling um, the main girl's name and the hot chick at the grocery store. <laughs> and so I started thinking of yeah of that whole scene. I haven't seen that in a really long time. I have to watch it again. That's I know, one I've where I've probably it. watched way too many times. It's... There's no such thing as too many. It's just whatever you like. Oh, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, you know, I've seen this a lot. <laughs> okay, well, watch just Friends again, and then tell me now. I kind of want to go watch it. <laughs> I will definitely watch it. I it's might watch so it good. after we get done here. It is yeah. definitely, like I said, on my Christmas movie list. I have to watch it every year. It's not, you know, what people think of as a Christmas movie, but I try to throw ones in that aren't like for, I think for me, that's my random one. And for my husband, his is Die Hard. So we always watch both of them. Oh, yes. I always hear men talking about yeah. Die Hard being a Christmas movie. I mean, it, it, you're either. Uh, in agreement or you're wrong apparently that's how it goes <laughs> I don't remember it that well I remember having to watch it when I was younger and I think that's it it's not bad I mean and it has Snape in it exactly <laughs> that's oh, like my knowledge of Die Hard R.I.P. all right no I, I lo- forget about that I know I loved him except for in Love Actually he just Oh my god, right? Broke my heart. I was like, I hate you. What are you doing? 
Yeah, I but love Love Actually, though. I watch that all the time same. at Christmas. That's like my random Christmas movie that's not... I mean, I guess it's Christmas-based, but you don't think about it while you're watching it exactly. Yeah, I always do, but it also always makes me... Like, I cry a lot when I watch Love Actually, but some of it's oh, good crying. Really? Oh, yeah, I cry so much when I watch Love Actually. <laughs> There's just so much going on, and like... Yeah, I don't know. I just love the story with, um, what is it, the Prime Minister and the yes. girl. I think that is so cute. Yes. And I, then the guy who comes and does, like, the little cards. Yes, like, that's What's the part name? that makes me cry. Uh, what is his name? Mm, something Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln? I don't know. He's the guy that was on Walking Dead forever. Right. So that's why I... I I actually watched like the first few episodes of Walking Dead because because I just of thought him. he was nice to look at, Same. and then he got really old. Like I don't know what it's like. <laughs> what to do? I oh, say that to myself in the mirror has, every day. Like, gray everything, gray beard, gray hair, and I was like, "Where's my Andrew Lincoln at? Like you're not him anymore. Yes, <laughs> you're like my dad's friend now. I don't. <laughs> well, that's just hurtful, but also well, it's, it's the truth. He was very young in Love Actually as well. Oh, in Love Actually, I was just like, wow. I like yeah. to look at you. That so part nice. that part makes me cry because when he does that and it's so sweet, and then she runs out and kisses him. And I then know, just like, right? But you know he's going to go find someone amazing. I mean. But they could have given us that. Like, that was the one thing I wanted from that movie that they didn't give us. Like, I wanted him to, like, when they're all at the airport at the end, like, can he just have somebody... Like, well, for some reason, he decided to be brave after she was married. Right. He should have been brave before and been like, look, I know you're like in love with my friend, but. <laughs> I love you. Make or break moment here. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite couple in the movie is the the uh, stunt double porn stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're so cute. They're so funny and cute. Oh, that movie is so good. I remember seeing that, and I I had seen it only on TV, and then I, like, watched it not on TV. And I was like, yeah. wait, what? They're, like, stunt double porn? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing. Huh. Right? Well, he's like, yeah, I, I was a butt double for uh, uh, Brad Pitt in Seven Years in Tibet. And I was like, what? <laughs> right? I even... But I also remember on Friends when Joey was supposed to be Al Pacino's uh, butt double. Right. Yes, that's true. It makes you wonder, like, what does Mel Gibson's butt actually look like? Remember when that was, like, a thing? Yes. Well, like, it could I, have been someone else the whole time. I know Julia Roberts had someone uh, in for her in Pretty Woman where they show her boobs real quick when they're in bed together. That wasn't her. So, huh. yeah, it happens, but... It happens. How, it happens. how awkward would, of a job would that be? Especially, like, for a... Like, I felt bad for that guy. Like... She's sitting there with no shirt on, fake grinding you, and how are you not supposed to be aroused by that? But then you just have to sit there and talk about normal stuff. So, yes, like they have the most random conversations. But I like that because he's like, it's so nice to have someone I can actually talk to. Like it it was just so cute. Yeah, it was cute. I like I like the whole movie. I don't really let it get to me like sadly because I always feel like everyone works out. Like everyone yeah. gets everything in the end, and we just don't see it. And, and I, I mean, I have happy tears too, but like you know, just the Liam Neeson's wife at the funeral, and then oh yeah, the, um, when when 
what is her name? I keep wanting to say Emma Watson, but it's not Emma Watson. Emma, Ooh. Emma, the the wife of Alan Rickman in the movie. What's oh yes, mm-hmm. when she, Emma, I keep wanting to say Emma Thompson. I think that's right. I think that's right. Emma Thompson. When she's in the room listening to the CD and she's crying because she knows he's like got that necklace for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like my heart just breaks for her. And then she pulls it all together for the kids. I'm like, fuck you, Snape. (laughs) He wasn't Snape then, but that's all I keep thinking. I'm like, damn you, Hans Gruber. (laughs) He was a good actor, though. I really liked him. He was, and it was sad. And then the whole Harry Potter thing. Oh my god, that should be another. Oh yeah, I don't get mad at me. I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. Like just the it, way it's but good. The way that you thought Snape was like a bad guy the whole time, and he wasn't. Right. Like what? The whole like years of thinking that he's bad, and then you find out he's good, and then he dies. Isn't that how the world works? It blew my mind. I was like, wait, what? He's not bad. And then he dies. What is happening right now? Really upset me, but you know. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, maybe not like a super Harry Potter fan, though, too. I mean, it's fine. It's just not my, like, you know, oh, Harry Potter, blah, blah, blah. Like, like, it's okay. It's fine, but I don't love it. Love it. Right. um, I think my probably my favorite role, Alan Rickman, is Robin Hood. He was so I don't remember good. that. I like okay, so I'm the weird person who sometimes boycotts things just because some people love it so much ah. and that's all they talk about. So I won't really pay attention to it. Girl, that movie is good. Okay, but see, I remember it came <laughs> out when we before. were in like middle school or high school. Right, that's so what I'm good. saying. And oh my god, I would spend cousins cousins summers with my cousins. <laughs> And that's all they could talk about was just how wonderful Robin Hood was. I mean, that's it. Like, wake up in the morning, Robin Hood. Her friends would come over. And we had to listen to that song (laughs) so much that I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, I don't know what is wrong with all you girls right now, but we got to get together. And (laughs) he was like the hero of our early teen years. If you... If you watch it and the way that I like he... I just didn't like oh. relate. I don't even know. I should probably maybe rewatch it again, but I like I haven't that. I don't remember paying attention to that movie. I have never seen Avatar. I have never seen Frozen. <laughs> just because people talked about them so much that well, I my... just couldn't do it. My daughter was at the appropriate age for Frozen, so I've seen it several times. Um I get what you're saying. Um, like I, I'm on board with that. I agree with it on certain things, but I'm telling you Robin Hood is worth watching and I think you would really like it. Yeah. I mean, as an adult now, you know, I think before I was just like, you know, I don't care. I don't understand what's wrong with you all. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it in the theater twice, which was a big deal back then. Okay. So I saw Titanic like a million times in the theater. I saw it three times. I remember. I don't even know how many times I saw it. And that was a big deal then, too, because to sit in a theater for three hours, like now all the movies are that long, but back then they really weren't. That's commitment. I was just like, I was such a Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. fan, you know, at the time. I was obsessed with Titanic. Me, it, too. Uh, and it's yeah. really such a morbid. 
It really is. <laughs> I mean, so now, like, I'll watch it if I feel like, you know, just watching it or having it on, you know, but as soon as they hit the iceberg, I'm like, it's off. I don't want to watch everybody dying or freezing yeah. to death. But I loved it. You know, I just loved it. My friend and I had, like, a CD and some posters mm-hmm. and and the score was so good mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I mean, and that's another thing about robin hood like the score like in the 90s i think there were just like a handful of movies that had really like remarkable scores that if you hear it immediately you know it and that's like titanic or robin hood or dances with wolves or <laughs> dances with wolves yeah, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think, like, what are, you know, there's just some movies that you hear the music and not like you know, my, yeah. not my heart will go on, but like the actual score, but you still know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no, I agree completely. I just, I should probably watch Robin Hood just for the fun of it, but. Well, it's I not just, a fun my, movie. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, for the fun so of it, of like my, like, I don't know, killing a couple hours yeah. of my life, but. Well, I just, just watch it to appreciate Alan Rickman because he is okay, a really he go. does a really good job. I just remember, you know, I don't know. I just don't think I was there yet. You know, my cousins were like yeah. a little bit older than me, and they were just all like boy crazy, and I was just like, yeah, you know, they're nice to look at, I guess, but I kind of am still like <laughs> into riding my bike. I don't really know what to wear yet, and. I just wasn't there yet. I just wasn't. They were all like romanticizing it, I guess. And I wasn't. <laughs> oh, I was. I was in love with Kevin Costner. I was like. I was not at that level at all. Robin Hood, please come save me. <laughs> See, I looked at Kevin Costner as like a man. I was like, he's just like a freaking yes. like grown man. And I am like little still. I don't know. I just didn't see it yet. And so I feel like now I'd appreciate it much more than. Yeah, I think it was more of a, not like, oh, I'm so in love with him, I want to marry him. It was more of like a, a longing thing, like, mm-hmm. oh, look how much he loves this woman and what he's willing no, to no, do for her. No, that makes sense. I Definitely. want somebody who's going to do that for me, like someday, you know? See, so that's like, that's what my my cousins were doing. Like, they were romanticizing it. Like, yes. And so to me, I didn't, I wasn't on board yet. Like, I wasn't there yet. I right. was more, I don't know. I just wasn't there. And that's um, but. But I think I did it really young and all through my life was Superman. Superman mm-hmm. was like my, like any man that can spin or fly backwards <laughs> around the world and save uh, his woman. You know what I mean? Or yes. like pick her up and fly anywhere and just all these things. Like that was my man. That was, yes. that was him. Christopher Reeves, Superman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such yeah. a goody two shoes, though. I I needed somebody a little bit more dangerous, but he was adorable. He was just so cute, and he was just like yes. such a nerd, you know. Mm-hmm. When he was like at the Daily Planet, and he like <laughs> all shy and awkward, and then he like go and just be so flirty and just totally. I don't know. I was just totally into Superman. I loved it, but honestly, the thing that always annoyed me about Superman was that, like, all he did was put on a pair of glasses and nobody knows it's him. Give me a break. I mean, that is stupid. But you got to realize, like, that's stupid on their part. Well, true. (laughs) We can see that, obviously, it's him, but these people are dumb. It's in, you know, a fictitious city called Metropolis. Yeah, yeah, true. (laughs) Metrocity. Did you ever watch Megamind? 
Yes, I did. It's been a long time. Metrocity. I feel like. <laughs> it's Metro City. Metro- <laughs> it's Metrocity. <laughs> is that the one where like the president comes out and like plays the song, or is that? Um, I don't know. I might be mixing like monsters. No, it's a. Uh, it's Will Ferrell. It's um, yes, w- right. Yeah, I and then that. Brad Pitt is the superhero. Um, and the city is called Metro City, but Megamind always calls it Metrocity. <laughs> That's so funny. That's one of my favorite movies. My and my husband's too. We love it. We love it more than our kid does. Like, it's really That's funny. funny. <clears throat> yeah, okay. I was, I um, haven't watched movies like that in quite some time. Yeah. Same. Every now and again, we'll, we'll watch that or we'll watch one of the Despicable Me's or um, oh, yeah. Madagascar 3. Like, even oh, as adults, we I love, love those. I love Madagascar 1. I mean, just... I remember cracking up in the movie theater whenever they all had like the tranquilizers and that <laughs> song like who can make a rainbow. <laughs> um okay, well we went off on a lot, but hey. We did. We were We like, gave way people off a lot of stuff to somewhere watch. Else. Yeah. Um I I I was going to say Madagascar 3 the the reason I love it so much is cuz I always sing that song Afro Circus Afro Circus poke it up poke it up poke it up I sing that all the time and it gets stuck in your head huh. when they're at the circus well anyway I vaguely remember That's I, actually I was, my favorite one I was just a very strange mom I think that didn't really enjoy kids things Well it's okay I was just like hey I think you guys are old enough now <laughs> We're going to watch 30 Rock. So. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Abby was watching How I Met Your Mother when she was like eight years old. It's fine. Okay. That like, makes me feel good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like my kids are just like, you know, I'm so tired of anything animated. Mm-hmm. She's Let's been watch watching this. Grey's Anatomy forever. Like. Oh, yeah. It, we did that. Yeah. I just You're not a bad mom everybody if you are. Everybody died. Yeah. Everybody yeah. dies. I'm, I'm, you still watch it? You still watch it? I do because I feel like I have to see it through. I think it's about over. I don't know. <laughs> like I have to see it through. <laughs> like it just a dog be over. that's getting ready to get put down. <laughs> I'm Aww. just sleeping with it in the garage now. <laughs> I just got to hold Reason the candle a little the bit blanket longer. <laughs> on. We put a heater out there. <laughs> oh, poor Grey's Anatomy. I know. Like I gotta, I gotta power I, through. Me and I the remember... seven other people that watch it. <laughs> I remember um, I worked at Red Pen and I was going through some things and um, some people there were like, you know what, while you're just trying to like go to school, get your life back on track, like to be distracted, just start watching Grey's Anatomy. I was like, okay, you know, and I had never seen it. That'll make you feel like your life is great. (laughs) (laughs) And so I got so involved in it, like wrapped up in it. I would binge it. Mm -hmm. I'd wake up with like my mouth open on the couch at three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. with Netflix asking me if I'm still watching. <laughs> and um, I just like watched so much of it and saw everyone just start dying. And I was like, yeah. why are you killing everybody? Mm-hmm. What is happening here? And when Derek died, I was just like, okay, I can't, I don't <laughs> think I can do this anymore. Yeah. When Derek died, I was, um, I, I mean, I knew it was coming, but Abby, Abby had been at dance class and I had my husband go pick her up because I was like, I have to watch Grey's live. Otherwise I'm going to see spoilers and I just have to see it. And they walked in right as he was like dying in the hospital. And I was like 
crying and like throwing pillows across like i'd throw pillows on the couch i was throwing them across the room because i was so mad (laughs) they were both like are you okay and i was like no "No, i'm not okay oh my god i I need a minute that's so i remember your post on facebook when um crap i can't luke perry died i couldn't think Uh, of me yeah that was like what that felt really fake it did not feel real I mean, he was like the first person close to our age that died of not alcohol or drug or whatever. Really. Like, he just had a stroke. And that I felt mm-hmm. my own mortality when that happened. Plus, I just, it broke my heart. <laughs> yeah. I was just really sad because I just remember, I mean, like, I still, like, if I have a sick day or something, you know, I'll turn on 90210 and just mm-hmm. lay on my bed and watch it. And when he died, I was just like, I was mortified. I was like, wait, Dylan what? McKay is dead. <laughs> well, and he was on Riverdale. So right. like it was and it was weird to to see these people come full circle and be like, okay, I was a teenager and I was in love with him and now he's a dad of a teenager on this show and I'm a dad uh, a dad, a mom of a teenager. Like mm-hmm. it was just and he was such a good like he was amazing on Riverdale. And then it was just like, oh my God he's dead how are you know and yeah it felt really real because it was like well shit he's only like six years older than us and he just had a stroke like what i just remember so much like just you know being like seventh grade and just Mm -hmm. you know oh my gosh i'm watching 90210 my parents don't know my parents are so just weird and I remember like calling my friends or talking to them about it the next day in drama class. Like, oh, did you see, you know, Brenda and Dylan, blah, blah, blah. And (laughs) just being so, you know, wrapped up in that Mm -hmm. show and just wanting to dress like them and be like them. And of course, like I was not allowed to dress like them. Oh, yeah. And just, (laughs) I don't know, just all those, all those memories came back. I know. know. I was so in love with him. I don't know if you did you uh listen to my heartthrobs 90s heartthrobs episode yet I don't think I have I need oh, to. okay it was me and my friend Jennifer and yeah like Luke Perry was my number one I was like what was really sad about that was that we both had a few people on our list that are no longer alive and I just oh, thought wow. god how old are we like River Phoenix and Luke Perry and Corey Haim and well, it was just River like Phoenix passed up passed away like yeah, that's true, but a long time ago. Corey Haim. Yeah. When I ever being in like sixth grade and thinking he was just so cute. Mm-hmm. I remember watching License to Drive and being like, Yes, oh, yeah. me too. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I love him. And then sadly, like as an adult or older teenager or something, I watched E where they did this thing on him and I was like, Man, he was really weird. Yeah. I shouldn't have watched that. I should have just stuck with like my memories of movies yeah well you can always go back to it you always kind of mess exactly <laughs> don't watch you all right well um that you was can a lot edit of... out as much as you want to of this you know we went like we did it's okay i don't even know yeah we are yeah. nowhere near clue clue has left the building a while ago that's okay yeah We'll see. We'll look at the time and see if how much I need to edit out. I might edit a little bit, but hey, people know what they're getting themselves into when they listen to this podcast. I feel like now you, you kind of already have an idea. So yeah, that's true. Lots of talking. 
Well, thanks for coming on. And then um, thanks for having me. I'm sure I'll be talking to you again soon um, with what you have coming up. And then I think we're going to talk about Reese Witherspoon at some point too, right? Yes, we are. Definitely. You just say when and I am good to go. I already started making that list. So (laughs) nice. I started watching some Reese Witherspoon too. I love her. I can't say Witherspoon when I drink almost half a bottle of wine, apparently. Nah. Witherspoon. It sounds really odd. I, uh, no, it sounds fine to me the way you're saying it. I think you're okay. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I ran out of wine and my husband's working, so he can't bring me anymore. You ran out of wine? It's downstairs. You can't do that. I know. I should have brought I it I have upstairs. the bottle sitting like right in arm's reach. Well, that's what I should have done, but I'm drinking white and I didn't want it to get warm. So that was kind of a... makes sense. I didn't think that through. You should sit closer to the refrigerator. That's probably... I should just get a a mini fridge in my uh, office slash library. Stick it in a fancy um, ice thing. I have one of those. Do it. (laughs) That's what I do next time. And I'm like, I'm getting my bottle and you hear all the ice shuffling around. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's what you need to do. It's my champagne cooler. You'll be the (laughs) ultimate bougie. Yes. (laughs) Um, I'm all about that nowadays. So That's okay. People tell me I'm bougie and I don't even know how it's how it's happening like that. So just don't take it as an insult and you're good. No, never. I don't at all. I'm like, okay, cool. I love being fancy. (laughs) Might as well be. Nothing else to do. Everyone always says I'm extra. <laughs> Me too. It's okay. I like it though. So that means special. <laughs> special. That I means fancy. Like, I always think of like special needs. <laughs> <laughs> no, like not that kind of special, like princess special. I know. Important. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> royalty there we go what it really means is i'm better than you but i didn't want to say that out loud no, i'm just kidding <laughs> oh, I, love it. I definitely have to edit that part out people hate yeah me. we gotta edit it out like that all eight people right that listen to my show are gonna be like that bitch <laughs> <laughs> and who the heck does she have on this woman like cracks up <laughs> at everything that, that's what's fun i can't help it i laugh all the time it's crazy. i do too it's okay. Friends. I think I'm actually going to eat some cupcakes and finish this bottle of wine and watch this, friends. That sounds like a really good idea. I okay, think so well, too. Uh, Facebook me, message me while you're watching it. I will. I'll talk to you <laughs> I'm soon. I'm excited. I know. Okay, well, thanks for being here. And I will. Thanks for uh, having me. I'm so excited about everything that's like coming up. Me too. Be awesome. All right. Well, happy Saturday. I will talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, good night.